0: and Aaron Camaro
1: 440 episodes in and it still feels just as good as the first time this is the Decibel Geek Podcast my name is Aaron Camaro joined as always by my awesome friend and kick-ass co-host Chris Sinzak what's going on brother? you feeling iced in?
0: (laughs) yeah for sure never been more thankful to work from home in my entire life
1: I bet, man. Yeah, we're in the middle of the ice storm of 2021. What a perfect time to record an episode of the podcast. So that's what we're doing right now, and uh, we're gonna have some fun with this one. It's gonna be good and loose.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I had to, we went out yesterday to get our groceries, and it was like. Uh... It was like the apocalypse. Um, wow. The, the lines for the cashiers were halfway down the aisles. <laughs> I think we were there for like a good hour and a half, and uh, i would never been more thankful to get home. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're stocked up on groceries, and, and I don't think we have to go anywhere.
1: That's good. Good deal. So... I guess we just kind of start things off and take care of our business right off the bat so we can get to it. So what we always do here is we like to stop and take a minute and appreciate the people that leave us reviews, whether it's an Apple podcast review, a Podchaser review, or even a Facebook recommendation. If you take the time to leave one of those for us and it's got all five stars, odds are we're probably definitely going to read it on the show. Case in point right here, this one's entitled Thank Goodness for the decibel geek podcast and as i mentioned this one does have all five stars just the way we like it and it goes a little something like this i wanted to reach out and thank chris and aaron for their contribution to the entire music community they have stepped in and filled a hole where mtv vh1 radio and other methods of listening to and discussing music have vacated we all owe them a big hearty nice work gentlemen. Personally, I tune in each week to listen to the music. I love being treated with equal parts reverence and comedy, just as it should be. Like a great band, they have chemistry. Can't fake it and can't manufacture it. It's either there or it isn't. They have it, and we all are the beneficiaries. Keep on rocking, guys, and thank you for everything. Long live the Decibel Geek Podcast. Holy shit.
0: That comes from Disco Stew for You.
1: Yeah, that's an Apple podcast review. One hell of an Apple podcast review from right here in the good old United States. Wow, man. Wow.
0: You know, we're we're two months away. Almost, yeah, two months almost from the time of this recording from the 10th anniversary.
1: That's insane. Yep. (laughs) It doesn't feel like that at all.
0: No, it feels like we just started, honestly. Yeah,
1: it's like every week is new. Just like I said, the top of the show still feels as good as the first time. And that's what we're going to be kind of discussing today, because we talk about how much we appreciate people that leave us podcast reviews. When last week, when we had Ron Keel on the show, we had a good one, and it came to us from Cool as Ice, otherwise known as Patrick, on Apple Podcasts. And he talked about doing a show on the greatest first albums. And so we thought, how intriguing, you know, we never thought about that before. And so that's what we're going to do today. So if you leave us a review and maybe even a suggestion, who knows, the very next week you might get what you want.
0: Yeah, this is going to be an interesting episode. But uh, before we get into the topic at hand today, let's do our Geeks of the Week. These are people that shared on Facebook and retweeted on Twitter last week's uh, conversation with Ron Keel. Thanks so much, Ron Keel, yeah. for coming on the show. Uh A lot of good feedback to that. People seem to really enjoy it, and uh, can't wait to see Ron in August for Rockin'
1: Pie. Yeah, Ron Keel was super cool last week, and that's where we got our suggestion for this week's show. A lot of fun talking to him. Yeah, definitely don't forget, Ron Keel's going to be back to Rockin' Pie this year. We'll have more details for you in just a minute on that. But one more thing we got to talk about. Another group of people that always help us out are the ones that took Ron Keel's episode last week. They shared it, they retweeted it, and that's how they became this week's Geeks of the Week.
0: Geeks of the Week this week are Adam Cox, John Phillips, Joseph Capone, Simon Cat, Rob Webb, David Glenn, Mark and Jerry B's Sessions, Pantheon Podcast, Keith Rockford, The Bakery Podcast, Aaron Baker, Byron Nemeth, Shea Hargett, Mike Parnell, Gino Ames, Scott Crouch, Kristen Schimbeck, Jeff Taylor, in Obscuria podcast, Kevin Northern, Doug Fox, Hakon Bergstad, JJP, Body of the Soul, JJ McElhenny, Ernesto Aguiar, Vet Halen, and as always,
1: The, the Mooger, Mooger Fooger. Fooger. That's right. Those are our people, our Geeks of the Week. Like I said, they took last week's awesome episode with Ron Keel. They found the original post on Facebook, the original tweet on Twitter. They shared it. They retweeted it. And that's why they get their names mentioned at the beginning of the show this week. It's very cool. You want to hear your name included amongst this honorable group of people right here? Then all you got to do is the same thing, and you will become next week's geek of the week, right along with them.
0: Yeah, and it was fun talking to Ron, and uh, you know it was cool to hear some of his uh, early Nashville history because I never really got to really dive into that with him. And uh, as a as a Nashville native, it's always interesting to hear from people that you know got their start here, and you know the Steeler story. Most people just pick it up in the L.A. Times. You know they don't realize that it was a Nashville band and they moved out west. Yeah. You Know to hear about the music scene in Nashville in 79 and 80, that, you know, that's uh, it's an interesting period for me personally. You know, maybe I nerded out, but uh, it was cool to hear that story and to hear how he got his start, you know, how he wound up in Nashville. So, uh, I think then, you know, Ron's kind of on a bit of a you know, kind of a social media quarantine because he's in the process of writing songs for the next record, which you know, he mentioned in the interview. So thanks again for you know kind of coming out of hiding to, to do that for us, Ron. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, and telling us the name of the new album and giving me something cool after it was over. I looked up Cantrell's and tried to figure out where mm-hmm. it was at and what kind of bands played there and all that. So it's kind of cool when you get some rock and roll history about the town you're living in. You think, okay, well, I could go figure out whereabouts that was, you know, and feel good about knowing, you know, hey, there's something else built here now, but I know what used to be there.
0: Well, yeah, and and like Cantrells is, you know, I grew up here, well, on and off, because my dad was a salesman, we'd leave town a lot, but, um, but you know, as I've kind of studied history around here, I've heard of Cantrells. A lot of people had, you know, great reverence for it, but I'd never. I it was way before my time, so. Uh, it was cool to hear him talk about that that venue, and apparently that venue hosted a lot of great rock shows back in the day.
1: I love taking those looks back in history like that and when we have a a tour guide like ron keel man it's it's always cool. I love that yeah, and he
0: will be uh in Nashville August sixth through eighth for rock and pod and uh we're gonna try to throw a gu- an acoustic guitar on him, get him to play some stuff during the expo, maybe even at the pre party during the rare hair set so
1: yeah, I'm sure he won't have no problem with that.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have him. And, uh, you know, go to com get all the, the details. The big announcement this past week was obviously um, getting Billy Sheehan to to confirm. So that's, Heck a, yeah. that's, a, that's a big get for us. I've been trying to get Billy since year one, and he's a Nashville resident now. So uh, very cool to have him on board.
1: I got a feeling Billy Sheehan's going to come up in conversation today.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure he will
1: yeah i know he will
0: (laughs) compared uh, certainly on my list and i figured he'd be on yours too
1: oh most definitely (laughs) but yeah get your hotel rooms for rock and pod because that's a big part of it you know we want rock and pod to continue and the best way to support it is to just be a part of it and be as close to it as you can and to do that you got to get a hotel room. You got to get it in the block for the Decibel Geek podcast and Rock and Pod so that we can keep this thing going. And on the flip side of that, it's a way better experience if you're staying right in the hotel because you can party up to the very last second. You can enjoy every single moment. You can savor every awesome thing you see up to the very last second and then get in an elevator, go up your room, go to sleep, yep. get up, get dressed, come right back down. Boom! You're right back into it, so you're not missing not a single thing, and everything is laid out for you. Everything you need is right there in the hotel, so it's the best way to experience it. So get yourself a hotel room while you can, because I got a feeling this year they might sell out because it's and we it's, everyone's pretty excited about this already. You know, we yeah. got a little ways to go, but people are already hot for it because just like me, just like Chris, just like everybody else that I know. It's been a long time since we've been able to go out and do something fun, and so by August, I feel like everyone's going to be so ready that this is going to be absolutely the party that kicks off the rest of our lives.
0: I sure hope so. And you know, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I live here, and Aaron lives here. I mean, I think we're both going to be staying at the hotel, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't. I live right up the road, but I'm not going to want to miss a moment of anything, so I get a hotel room myself. You know, I could just go home at the end of the night, save a little money. No, because the money spent is so worth it, just to be able to be right there for everything for rock and pod.
0: Well, it's it's just a great hang, you know. I mean, like you you'll end up meeting meeting up and having drinks with some of the guests. You'll you know, spend, but also for Aaron and I, and you know, for a lot of you that listen to our show, you listen to other shows. A lot of the podcasters stay on site. So, you know, you get to hang out and have beers with, you know, who knows. Right. who And all
1: your favorite podcasters, too. You know, you, I'm sure you don't just listen to yeah. Decibel Geek. You listen to a bunch of other cool rock podcasts. And those are all the guys that are going to be there, too. So all the people that you've been listening to for who knows how long, you go, man, I finally get to meet my favorite rock podcaster. You know, that's a perfect yep. place to do it. Hang out. Buy them a beer. You know, I'm sure they'll talk to you. Maybe even get on the show.
0: Yeah, and we've had some epic parties yes. in hotel rooms over the
1: years, so I know that'll oh, continue yes. this It's awesome. I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be fun.
0: All right, so uh, this is a fan-generated topic, so uh, let, why don't you lay out what we're going to be doing here today?
1: We are a show of the people, and when the people have a request, it's our obligation to do as best as we can to reciprocate the love that we're given all the time. So we got this suggestion about talking about the best debut albums. And I thought, well, that's pretty intriguing, you know. And he had a couple of suggestions of his own in his review. And so I sat and sat down and really thought it over. Thought about all my favorite bands. Thought about, you know, the Despicable Geek bands that we like to talk about so much. And I put together myself a list. Me too. I called it Best Firsts. And so I broke it down into four categories: mm-hmm. yes, maybe, no. And hell no. <laughs> I just
0: made a list of the ones where their f- the first album is my favorite by the band.
1: And I looked at it from the point of view of, is this the best the band could ever do? Were they ever able to top their debut album? And if they did, yeah. then that wasn't their best album. So, I mean, the biggest list, obviously, is going to be the no's based oh, yeah. on they came out with better albums later.
0: Yeah, most of my favorite bands... their first album was not my favorite
1: right so i mean i got a massive list here of that the doors grand funk railroad motorhead rush as much as i love that first album by rush obviously no one but maybe you and me would think that's their very best Uh,
0: not no (laughs) i don't think it's their best and um but i mean we we just want to go and get started with rush
1: I mean, we talk about Rush. I don't think their first album is their best.
0: I don't either. I think, and like I'm a weird person where I think Clockwork Angels, their final album, is the best record they ever did.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think probably if there was, man, but I'm weird. I really, really like that first album. The first album by Rush is my favorite, but I can't really call it. I can't really call it for this because I know ninety nine percent of Rush fans would disagree. So I would have to say my other, not counting the first album, they'll say the Neil Peart years. My favorite album is Twenty One Twelve. Really? Yeah, that's my favorite album by Rush. As far as being able to put it on and listen to the whole thing.
0: Oh wow, that kind of surprises me, Aaron. I thought I thought you were die hard on the first one.
1: I really do love the first one, but I don't. I don't think anybody major why don't there yeah i don't think you can count that one would you consider that rush's first album their greatest album no well like i said well
0: i'm just i'm my list is purely off what i think is my favorite from the band not that it's the best material okay um i'm just going off what i like the most
1: all right so then more of the bands on my list that i think first album was okay but they came out with way better stuff later. Leonard Skynyrd, ZZ Top, Blue Oyster Cult, Pink Floyd, yeah. Aerosmith, Cheap Trick. Stop me if you disagree on any of these. No, not so DC ACDC, Heart, Judas Priest, UFO, mm. Dokken, Accept, yeah. Iron Maiden. No. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Iron Maiden.
0: The first Iron Maiden album is my favorite Iron Maiden
1: album. Yeah, and not a lot of people would agree with that.
0: Probably not, but I, and Killer almost makes my top of the list. I'd love the Deanna era better than the Dickinson era. Um,
1: See, I I love them both, but in different ways. I prefer well, the the Dickinson era for sure.
0: I like you know I like certain songs off the Dickinson era, but um, I don't know. I just like that mix of that kind of punk rock edge that they had on the first two records. But
1: yeah, I dig that.
0: You know, the title track and Running Free and shit like that. I just, I don't know. I just love how raw that first record is. So, I mean, like, as far as, and I'm just like, the ones that I picked today are the ones that I go back to before I go to the rest of the catalog. And and Iron Maiden's first album is one of those.
1: Hmm. Okay. Interesting. No, my favorite Maidens come later. Not the early stuff. But I do love the early stuff, just in a different way. Right. All right. Motley Crue.
0: No, it's not my favorite. I love Too Fast for Love, but yeah. uh, the album album's still my favorite of the whole catalog.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. I don't I'm know weird. about all that? I go with <laughs> shout at the devil.
0: Well, it's hard. You know, it's hard to argue with that. But as far as the album, I pull out and play the most often, it's definitely the karate one.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, continuing on the no because they had better albums later. White Snake. Yeah. Y and T. Yep. Def Leppard. Yeah, Great White. Mm-hmm. I almost that's that would be one for me. That would be a selfish pick. I think would be Great White because I love their debut album, and that's my favorite Great White album. Is it? But that's because they sound so heavy and Judas Priesty on it. They're not like the bluesy Great I, White that everyone comes to love later. But
0: I don't think they really like found their sound until later. Like I mean, like the, the like well, the, fir- no.
1: the first two records are good. They were trying to be something else, though. Yeah. They were trying to be Priest.
0: They were imitating others on those first two records. But they're good records. I they're mean, damn don't give me, good records. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're, there's good material on both of them. But, but the once they got adopted the blues rock style, that's when they really kind of found their footing.
1: Right. But I still love that first album more than anything else okay. they ever did. But no one else would agree with that, so I didn't include it on my list. Um, Queensryche, The Warning. Uh, Mine Crimes better. Mine Crimes their top album I think most people would agree with that. I like I
0: like Empire better than The Warning personally.
1: Yeah. And then this is one personally, eh, it's kind of close but Metallica I think no, on Kill 'Em All.
0: See, now Kill 'Em All made my list. Did it really? Yeah, Kill 'Em All that you know and it's like I I was res- how can you not respect Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, Even Justice for All? Or even the Black Album, as much as yeah. it's overplayed, I mean it's an amazing record. Yeah, they're all good. But as far as like personal influence on me, Kill 'Em All is still way up there. Yeah, and
1: I do love that album, because it's personally my favorite Metallica. I think.
0: Well, like kind of like Maiden, it it had a bit of a punk rock edge to it. Yeah, like for it sure. Was, it's loose and really hardcore sounding, and it's got some of Mustaine's original riffs on it. Yeah, you know, and and, and I know Mustaine, so good. I know Mustaine wrote mechanics which wound up on Megadeth but and then Metallica used the, those riffs for Four Horsemen. I still think Four Horsemen is the best Metallica song ever written.
1: It's hard to argue. Yeah, it's fucking awesome for sure.
0: Yeah, I still I kill 'em all is a massive record in my collection. Okay.
1: Yeah, mine too. For sure. All right, speaking of which, how about Megadeth?
0: Killing is my business. Killing
1: is my business. I I put them on the no um, list because I think their favorite, my favorite albums by them and their better stuff came out later.
0: Yeah, Rust in Peace is still my favorite record yeah. of
1: theirs. Um. Also, I included Slayer and Overkill on this list. Yeah, good albums, not their best stuff. Striper, Yellow and Black Attack. It's all right. Nothing wrong it's with not it. Not their best, but though. it's not their best. I think Kicks and Keel. And Warrant nope. and Faster Pussycat all fall under that category.
0: Yeah, Wake Me When It's Over is better than the self-titled, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: for sure. And Warrant came out with way better albums than their debut.
0: Yeah, that was the hardest thing for me, because was like, there's so many bands that I love, and I'm like... I can't pick the first record. You know, it's like there, there, there's so many great things that came after.
1: Right. That's yeah. like Toro Toro. What a great debut album. But then Wild America came around. Yeah. yeah I mean,
0: and and it, that so. kind of bothers me to this day is like Surprise Attack is a great record. But, you know, it gets all this love. But it's like, where, where's all the love for Wild America? It's such a better record yeah. than, Wild, than uh, Surprise
1: Attack is. I think so, too. Um, on this list also, I have Extreme, yeah. King's X.
0: Yeah, their first album's not good at all, actually, in my opinion.
1: No, King's X is it's it's got a couple of good songs on it, but it ain't great. Their better stuff definitely came out Gretchen later. Gretchen
0: is their best album.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's a tough one. That'd be one you'd have to think about and break down, I think. Maybe that's a good idea for another episode sometimes. We've never done a King's X show. Oh, well,
0: I'd be happy to do one.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, I also included on here the cult. Dreamtime's pretty cool but their best stuff came out later. Same with Enough's Enough. Yeah, Their first album's good. Better stuff later.
0: Animals with Human Intelligence is their best record, in my opinion.
1: Oh, I don't know about all that. You don't like that one? Oh, I love it. I don't know. I don't think it's their best.
0: Well, it's my favorite of
1: theirs. That's that's the tough thing about Enough's Enough. Even the the album I like the least is still awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Faith No More. They started with uh, the original singer, their first album, We Care A Lot it's
0: cool was uh, a chuck mosley record right
1: yeah chuck mosley right. it's got a couple of good songs on it i love the song we care a lot yeah but
0: they're they're not faith no more without mike Patton.
1: no and their best stuff came later same with typo negative their best stuff came later clutch jackal mm. queens of the stone age the black crows shake your money maker they had, i think they had better stuff later after their debut
0: yeah, Southern Harmony Companion is probably better than Shaker Money Maker.
1: Yeah, and then to round this off of the nose, just because they had better stuff later, I got Corn, Black Label Society, White Zombie, and Tough.
0: I might go with White Zombie. I th- Soul Crusher. Oh, no, you're thinking. Yeah, so- wasn't that an EP though?
1: Nope, that's full length. Is it full length? First one. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: the Sexorcisto is my favorite there. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's why I said better later. Okay. Yeah, you're right. And then if we miss something today it's probably because they're on that list somewhere. Right. You know, they had a good first album, but you know, their better stuff came later. So that leaves the maybes, the yeses, and the hell no's. So here are my hell no's. Okay. Hell no. The Beatles, the Stones, Zeppelin. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know if that's that first Zeppelin album. How do you I mean what do you put higher than the first Zeppelin record?
1: Uh all the other ones. Really? Led Zeppelin 1 was just a covers album. Well, most of the
0: record is just a blues
1: covers album. That's all it was. There's some good stuff on there, but I like it. Way better. Zeppelin 3, way better. Zeppelin 2 is better.
0: I stayed away from Zeppelin.
1: Uh, Deep Purple, Shades of Purple, that's their first singer, the Mark 1, I guess. That stuff's just weird. I can't dig it.
0: Burn is the best record they ever did, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But their better stuff definitely came later. Uh Thin Lizzy. I know this yeah. one's not on your list for number 1, but yeah, oh, Thin Lizzy's first album yeah. kind of sucks.
0: I appreciate the f- the first 3 records, but they're folk albums. They're not rock albums.
1: Hell no, Thin Lizzy. Your debut album was your worst.
0: <laughs> Black Rose is probably the at, at this as of yeah, this week is my I might favorite
1: agree with record. that. Um, here's another one that sucked the first try alice cooper
0: oh pretties for you pretties
1: for you yeah terrible debut album alice cooper's best stuff and a lot of it many years to come but yeah. not from the very start yeah
0: bad that, that didn't even register in my mind even think about that one
1: <laughs> yeah also on my hell no list the scorpions lonesome crow terrible it's yeah it's yeah. not i i got it because you know you gotta want to hear it because you love the other scorpion yeah, but stuff it's, but it's it's so ex- weird
0: it's experimental
1: yeah, it's strange. I'm glad they found their rock and roll after that. Um, also included on my list of Hell No, the first Anthrax, I think is their Neil, worst album. Danielle
0: album, album Fistful yeah, of Metal. Yeah, um, Fistful
1: of Metal is their worst.
0: I like it more now than I did back in the day.
1: And that's not saying it's terrible, but it's yeah. way worse than anything else they ever did.
0: I like the Bush years, so what do I know?
1: Yeah, so that's <laughs> way far off from that. Also on my Hell No list... Pantera, Metal Magic. Yeah, I
0: don't I don't even listen to any of that old
1: stuff. No, uh uh-uh. uh. So there's no way Pantera would make this list. Uh for me, Local H, their first album kinda sucks. I don't like it a lot. A couple hmm. good songs on it, but not where they would go. And the first Guar album kind of sucks.
0: I don't think I've ever even heard the first gore album.
1: It's called Hello, and the production is awful. And <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, it's they were they must have just been so poor. And not knowing what they were doing, it was so do it yourself that right. it, yeah, it's bad. Okay. So, hell no to all those. But let's look at the maybes. All right. I got a pretty strong list here of maybes.
0: There's still some stuff you haven't addressed that's on my list. I'll just say. Okay.
1: That. They're probably going to fall into here, but I have some. I have a good. What you said, you ended up with 18.
0: Yeah, I think 18 was what I wound when up I with. When I
1: counted mine, that's what I ended up with too. So maybe they're exactly the same. That'd
0: be funny if it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's my maybes. Maybe, maybe Kiss. Because mm. their first album, if you go song for song, is yeah. arguably, arguably their, their best album.
0: Well, it's a good chunk of their set list.
1: Yeah, for sure. But it's the, the, all but the, the classic The
0: production is absolute garbage.
1: So that one's a maybe. That one didn't make my my list of the ones that were definitely.
0: It's certainly not my favorite Kiss album.
1: Yeah, I know how you love Crazy Nights.
0: Well, yeah, that's obviously the head and shoulders.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also on my maybe list would be Black Sabbath. They're arguably, I think their better stuff came out later, but arguably the self-titled debut is pretty freaking awesome.
0: It's no technical ecstasy.
1: Well, no, it's definitely not that. (laughs) That's why it's on the maybe list and not no way in hell list.
0: (laughs) Don't be a hater.
1: No, I like that album too. Just not as much as you love it. I love that record. All right. Also on my maybe list, the self-titled debut of Van Halen.
0: Okay. So here, this one's on my list. All right. So, and I have a hard time. This is one where most of my list is what I prefer. So. If I'm honestly going with what I listen to more often, Van Halen 2 is what I listen to more often than the self-titled one.
1: That's what I was thinking. I think I listen to some of the other ones more.
0: But, good God, the, yeah. the the song list on the first one, I mean, you you can't really argue it. It's fucking amazing.
1: No, and I think the only thing that really disqualifies Van Halen from this list would be just the fact that they continued to put out so many great albums after the first one, as awesome as the first one is. Yeah, so that's the only thing. So that one's really... That was the one, I think... There's one or two on here that are really, really on the border, and that one for sure is.
0: Yeah, that one... I, I did make it one of my picks, but it was... But if I'm being honest, I pick I pick Van Halen too to listen to more often.
1: Yeah. All right, well, here's another one that's really tough. Ozzy Osbourne, Blizzard of Oz.
0: I saw that on some lists when I was doing research, but... Um, I don't know, I I like Bark at the Moon I, I think I even like Ultimate Sin better than that one
1: I think Diary of a Madman is my number one favorite So the only thing that would disqualify Ozzy on this one is it just It's so close Because I love Blizzard of Oz albums so much
0: No, I love it, It's but it's probably not my favorite
1: Yeah, that's a tough one for me I might have to revisit it Probably along with this next one too Dio, Holy Diver
0: That made my list I think that's yeah. the best thing Dio ever did
1: I think so too I think that one should probably Definitely be on this list for that um, Another maybe here would be Wasp's self-titled debut I know they came out with some cool stuff later But that first one's pretty badass
0: I didn't even think about Wasp But yeah. if I'm Thinking back on their catalog Yeah I think that's by I think that's overall the best Wasp, that Wasp album So it should have made my list
1: yeah i think that one's a good one for a contendership on that too also on this part of the list in this category i've got twisted sister under the blade possibly their best album no nah,
0: it's uh, love is for suckers is their best album <laughs> for me it i don't is. know about for that. me for me and about maybe five other people it is i love it's a d snyder solo album but i love it
1: right yeah but
0: wake up the sleeping giant is an amazing song
1: For sure. I love that song. Um, What about Rat? Out of the Cellar.
0: Mm, I like the EP better than I do the first album, but um, I don't know. I'm a fan of Detonator, so what the fuck do I know? (laughs) (laughs) I love that Desmond Child cheese.
1: Yeah, I know you do. It's all coming to fruition here. Uh, Poison, Look What the Cat Dragged In. That
0: made my list. I think that's my favorite Poison album by far.
1: Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. C-
0: just because it's it's so loose and and kind of it sounds like it could g- g- go off the rails any minute, you know. And I true, that's what I like about it. And CC's just kind of unleashed on it, and it's a fun party album from the mid '80s. And I I don't know that they ever really topped. It. I think they tried. You know, I think um, Flesh and Blood's a, a really well done record. I even think Native yeah. Tongues a well done record. Yeah. And I think Crack of Smile's an amazing record. But,
1: um, Crack of Smile's got some awesome songs. That's my favorite.
0: But for the original Spirit of Poison and what they were all about, I don't think they ever topped Look What the Cat Dragged In."
1: No, no, it's hard to top that one. That's a that's a good one there. And
0: Open Up and this Say is... "Ah, did not age well. It sounds so dated now.
1: Yeah, some of it does, I guess. Yeah.
0: Tom Warman was not good for production on that album.
1: Yeah. I guess sticking around in that same era, I've got Cinderella Night Songs on here. That's
0: on my list, and that was yeah. that was one that came to mind immediately. That's by far my favorite Cinderella record.
1: Right on. Yep. Yeah, I got a little torn between it and Long Cold Winter, but thinking about it, yeah, Night Songs is definitely Cinderella's best. I, think. I like
0: Long Cold Winter. It's great, but Night Songs is just top to bottom so good.
1: Night, Yeah, Night Songs was more straight-ahead rock, yeah. you know, kick-ass rock music and then when long cold winter came out all of a sudden they were like this blues band and It was kind of like well these songs are cool but what happened to the you know straight ahead kind of hard rock that was going on on the last album
0: yeah they started to uh kind of pull the influence card i mean I, yeah. it, and it is good stuff but and i love long cold winter i love everything through still climbing but oh yeah I, night songs I mean that that album is just amazing. Yeah.
1: Hard to top it. Um LA Guns, their self-titled debut. Wow. I love all their stuff. Every album they've ever come out with I've liked, but the self-titled debut. Talked and
0: loaded's better.
1: You think so? Yeah. Right. For me. Um Brittany Fox, I don't think they ever topped their debut.
0: Um
1: same with the Bullet Boys.
0: The Bullet Boys made my list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um Any but was Long Way to Love on the first record or their second one?
1: Yes, Uh, oh, then
0: yeah, then that because I think that song's great,
1: yeah. Um, I don't, and then they got the different singer, so
0: well, you know, there's and like, let me go and say this there's a lot of bands that put out like two records that I just didn't even think about, like, I because I kind of like disqualified them just on that alone because it's like, are we gonna say, hey, their freshman album's better than the their only other album, you know,
1: right? Yeah
0: there's certain bands that kind of got disqualified just for that i tried to make sure that they'd put out at least three records before i picked them although like there's one that i want like eclipse was a band that i got into on the bleed and scream record and to me that was their first record but when i go back and look there's like three albums before it and they're not very good but i can't say it's their first record
1: that disqualifies them then no no it's kind of like uh, Skid Row, you know. Their self-titled debut was awesome, but then they came out with "Slave to the Grind." Yeah,
0: I couldn't. I can't. That's the reason I couldn't pick their first record.
1: But I think a lot of people would pick their first album and think we're crazy. You know, that's one of those. That's a real divisive one right there because it it really could go either way depending on your taste.
0: I don't know. This would be controversial, but I think that the first record is more cohesive than the than "Slave to the Grind." I think. Slave to the Grind has too many songs on it. I think it's too long. Um and like I think there's I don't know, it's it's a little too serious for its own good. I love the record, but mm. I think I don't know, for a timepiece, I think the first record kind of fits well compared to Slave to the Grind. Slave to the Grind was a little bit outside the box.
1: Yeah, that's what I love about it, I think.
0: No, that's what I love about it too, but for its time I mean, that first record, it's hard to argue. I mean, they had, like, what, four big singles off that record. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. That's a real tough one right there. Yeah. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Core. I don't think they ever topped their first album.
0: Core almost made my list because I had a crackhead roommate, literally a crackhead in college, that uh, would play that album nonstop, and he's the person that got me into Stone Temple Pilots. And I don't... I don't know that I've ever liked an album by them as much, but at the same time, Purple, at times, I listen to more than Core.
1: Yeah, they got their other albums, I think, got some good songs on them, but I think Core is probably their strongest.
0: And like an unsung song of theirs that never gets any love is Cracker Man. I love that song. That song fucking
1: rocks. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Another one I put on here was Slash for Slash's Snake Pit. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. I personally think that's the best thing Slash has done outside Guns N' Roses.
0: What was the one after that one?
1: Uh, what was it called? Um, shit,
0: hang on one second. Th- right the the me. one that was the follow up was the one I liked better. Really? Yeah. Um, what was the name of that one? I can't remember now, but I remember I enjoyed it more than the first one. I can't remember.
1: Um, it was called. You talking about "Ain't Life Grand"? Yes. Uh, No. I
0: like that one more than the first one.
1: No, really? I don't even much care for that one at all.
0: Well, this is why we're different.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I got that after the first one came out, and I loved it. And then was hoping the next one was going to be something like that, and it was nothing like it, and I never really got into it.
0: I still have stuff on my list you haven't mentioned.
1: Okay. um, How about the two that brought up this conversation with our suggestion, Vain, No Respect, which their first album is killer but i'm not real familiar with any of the other stuff because it's so hard to find
0: i love no respect but like i'm in the same boat as you i didn't even think about Vane when i was putting my list together
1: yeah so. i just I had to put them in there because uh patrick said you know what about Vane and firehouse so what do you think firehouse you're the expert
0: well they're not on my list but i i did consider them when i was putting and like hold your fire is the second record and that's a great one too um production wise hold your fire is a better record but material wise the first one's better
1: yeah okay.
0: first a lot of great stuff on that i know it's not your usual thing but in hindsight you probably should listen to that first record i think you would dig quite a few of the songs
1: okay i'm sure i got it so maybe i need to pull it out and listen to it there's some
0: bill leverty's got some great riffs on that record
1: right on all right, here's another one I kind of struggled with because I love a lot of the stuff that came out later on, but the debut album from Danzig is pretty damn good. I, yeah,
0: I'm not a Danzig expert. I, that, yeah. I'll leave that to you.
1: <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna I am i don't know. Two and three are awesome, but so is the first one. So that one could be either way.
0: I like you- um, Lucifuge. I think that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's number two. That's a killer album so yeah, yeah. it's kind of hard it's like i said the first album is great but you know there's other stuff that's great too right uh slaughter's first one stick it to you
0: that's on my list yeah yeah they never top stick it to you as far as no i
1: don't think so yeah. and their other stuff was great and they had great songs on them but stick it mm-hmm. to you was hey man it was a time and a place i guess you know right time right place for that absolutely
0: i remember seeing the mtv world premiere of up all night like they hyped the shit out of that too
1: yeah
0: which is surprising because i mean like vinnie vincent invasion was not getting a lot of airplay but they were really mtv like really hyped it up maybe the record company like did some payola or something but they were like you yeah, know brand new video from slaughter and i remember seeing it and Loved, I fucking loved up all night the minute it came out.
1: Shit, yeah, yeah.
0: I th- that song was very, very fucking catchy.
1: Yeah, Slaughter's definitely a good one for the list. Yeah. um Also on my definitely maybe Armored Saint, March of the Saint. I think it's they came mm. out with great stuff later too, but that first one's pretty damn good. Ah,
0: Symbol Salvation's their best record, I think.
1: Yeah, although yeah, I love Delirious,
0: Delirious Nomad's probably my favorite.
1: I like Delirious Nomad myself. You know. So that's why I put them on the maybe list. Another one on the maybe, Allison Chain's facelift. I think most people would probably go with dirt.
0: That's definitely on my list. I have a massive amount of love for facelift. Me too. That's my favorite Allison Chains record by far.
1: Right on. Yeah, I love it too. I think Man, you're, t-
0: you're taking my list away, Aaron.
1: Well, I think it's with, with Alice in <laughs> Chains, with those first two albums, is like Dirt has more good songs, but I think the quality of the good songs on Facelift are better than the songs combined on Dirt. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I, I love everything about Facelift.
1: I'm not a mathematician.
0: Dirt's a good record, but Facelift, it's, facelift is like the perfect bridge between glam metal and grunge
1: yeah okay and then the last one on my definitely maybe's ugly kid Joe America's least wanted
0: <laughs> not on my list but I'm no oh that.
1: I'm so surprised okay
0: <laughs> I'm so surprised it's on yours
1: all right so how many do you got left out of your 18, 19 picks that oh, shit
0: uh, let me look
1: you got a all bunch right. left or we hit them because I, I got now I got into my main yeses my four sures
0: you hit a bunch so let me um let me regroup here and look i'm high okay. i'm I'm putting in bold the stuff you've touched on. There's one you have. Well, there's one you haven't touched on that it's going to be in your for sure list that I know um, we both agree on. Uh, let's see. There's st- no, I still got a few here that are that are that you haven't mentioned yet.
1: Okay, good because I still got a bunch. So you want me to go through my definitely's, my for sure's, my no doubt about it?
0: Yeah. Let's see if you knock out the rest of my list. This is kind okay. of interesting to do All it right, this cool. way.
1: <laughs> Probably not, I'm betting.
0: There's a few things. There's a couple of oddballs here that I don't okay. think we are going to talk about. So
1: here's the one. The one that I think everybody totally would agree with. No questions asked. They were never, ever able to come even close to what they did on their debut album.
0: Can we count to three and just say it at the same time?
1: Uh-huh. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Guns, Guns and, and roses. roses. You know it. <laughs> That's the very first thing that came to mind, you know, every time. Anytime somebody talks about best debut albums, without question, it's Appetite for Destruction. They
0: never topped it. Never. It's one of the greatest rock records ever created.
1: Yep. All right, so that's a gimme. I knew that was on your list.
0: Oh, yeah. That first one that came to mind.
1: Okay, so I'm pretty interested on this one because I feel like this one is a yes And I know this is one of your absolute most favorite bands of all time, and I know that they came out with a whole bunch more albums that had a whole bunch of great songs on them, but were never able to top their self-titled debut. One of your favorite bands, the Ramones.
0: No, didn't make my list.
1: Yeah, because I know, because you say, just like the other ones, well, they came out with a lot of good stuff later, too.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm a weird Ramones fan, though, because most Ramones fans love the first like four records. And I do. I love all those records. Don't get me wrong. But I like Joey grew up on all the, uh, like the doo pop female, you know, type
1: bands. Right. Like soul station. <laughs> oh man.
0: <laughs> Why do you got to do me like that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, oh no, they're current. Aren't they? Don't. Okay. <sighs> okay. Sorry. Go on.
0: That's not cool, man. Um, <laughs> No, but like they he grew up with all the like the Ronettes, the Phil Spector stuff, you know, the Wall right, of sure. sound. And I and I love a lot of that stuff and they did end of the century with Phil Spector producing. Now don't get me wrong, Phil like pulled guns on them and shit. But uh they I just I love that when the Ramones would go into that kind of sixties pop soul type sound.
1: Yeah.
0: But they would rock it out. So I think end of the century is their best record. And I love I even love Pleasant Dreams. I love they did Brain Drain with Jean Beauvoir, who wrote with Kiss. Yeah. I, I like all the offbeat Ramon stuff. I, I love all the original stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like Beat on the Brad is a great song. You know, yeah. now I want to stiff some glue. Yeah. All that stuff's great, but I like the poppier side of the Ramon. So they didn't make my list.
1: Wow. See, I'm I love all of it too, you know, and you introduced me to the Ramones because I really only knew the first album, you know. Yeah. But being friends with you and doing this show, it kinda forced me to open my eyes to the Ramones and be like, Well, I've always liked that stuff. And I had the Mondo Bizarro album and I thought that was okay. And so the rest of it's got to be good. And then it's like, holy shit, I've been missing out on a lot of well, great music. And there is a lot of great stuff. But I think myself and I speak probably, I'm guessing, for the majority of Ramones fans, yeah, I don't think they ever topped the first one.
0: Well, a lot of Ramones fans would agree with you. I mean, I and I'm sure of that. But I don't know, man. I love it when they dip their toe into the pop side of things. Yeah. Like, you know, Sheena's a punk rocker and Rockaway Beach. and Oh, yeah you know we want the airwaves i i just they're a great pop rock band even though i
1: believe in miracles
0: i believe in miracles yeah. like there's uh the the kkk took my baby away bonzo goes to bitburg there's like yeah. there's great pop it's pop rock it's not really punk sure. rock and i always consider the ramones more of a rock band than a punk band
1: oh yeah you know, definitely
0: you know but uh
1: with just great, great riffs and hooks, just everything fast sure. and concise, you know. But
0: but I'm more of a fan of the poppier side of the Ramones, which, you know, I don't know if that makes me like an illegitimate Ramones fan or not, but that's just what I like.
1: No, I don't think so. There's yeah. a little, little something there for everyone. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I was interested in how you'd feel about that one, but I definitely think yes on the Ramones. But another one that I got in, on my for sure yes is the self-titled debut of Bad Company.
0: I thought about them i didn't put them on my list but yeah i mean it's kind of hard to argue with that first record yeah
1: and uh here's a band that we rarely talk about on decibel geek podcast but they are a rock band and they've got guitars and drums and bass and singer so i gotta include them and i kind of like them the self-titled debut from the cars
0: mm. i didn't think about them
1: i don't think they ever topped their first one all the all the good stuff's on the debut hmm all the
0: like. all the
1: songs that they play on the radio that you go oh yeah that's awesome i like that one that's off the debut I don't album know,
0: but they did the those 80s songs you know
1: yeah i don't know that
0: magic and uh
1: i just don't think it reaches the heights of the first one
0: hmm. no we differ on that one
1: okay another one on my list i think this one's kind of obvious meatloaf bad out of hell
0: i didn't even think about meatloaf but as, yeah. as
1: far as i'm aware every other meatloaf album sucks except for that one
0: i wouldn't say they suck no um, greg trojan's gonna want to fight you now but, i don't uh,
1: want to fight nobody i just heard like <laughs> there's only one good song on every album since
0: i don't know bad out of hell too don't worry yet i would do anything for love but i won't do that that's,
1: that's i wouldn't consider that a great song <laughs> Oh, uh, you don't like that song? I'm not a big fan of that one. Oh, that
0: song fucking rules, man. Really? It's yeah, it's oh, big okay. sounding. Yeah, um, I guess so. But no, bad out of, I mean bad Out of Hell is probably his best record though. Yeah.
1: All right. Um if you're counting the solo albums, I gotta give it to Ace Fraley, Paul Stanley, and Gene Simmons.
0: <laughs> Are you really going you're, no, you're you're really gonna go there?
1: Well, has Paul Stanley ever <laughs> topped his solo album from seventy eight? I don't no. know. Live
0: to Win was pretty awesome. No. Um, so it was Gene Simmons' asshole.
1: Yeah, Gene um, Simmons never topped his solo album. And I mean, Ace Frehley's solo album is the greatest album of all time. So how do you top it? <laughs> how do you top it?
0: I should have known you were going to go there.
1: So uh, yeah, I think all three of them. Peter Chris, his best album came out in the 90s. <laughs>
0: it wasn't one for all.
1: Uh, Cat number no. one. Yeah. No, I like Cat number no. one. The rock it's pretty, album.
0: It's a fun record.
1: Yeah, that one rocks a little bit.
0: <laughs> All right,
1: about those, I know this one's on your list. We mentioned the man at the top of the show that played bass on this album. What a way to debut! My wife asked me the other night when you announced that Billy Sheehan was going to be at rock and Pod. She said, Who's Billy Sheehan? and I explained to her, I said, Well, when you're David Lee Roth and you're leaving Van Halen, Van Halen's going to continue on with another singer. You can't just slap together any old band. you got to put together the superest of all super bands. Yep. And if you're going to go out there at that time, you're going to choose one bass player that's right. going to be in your superest super of super groups ever. It's Billy Sheehan. And, man, what a contribution he made to the debut album of David Lee Roth, Eat em and Smile.
0: You know, and I mentioned this is on my list, but, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we have to discount the EP,
1: yeah, this. no, I'm talking about full-length studio yeah. albums. Yeah.
0: Okay. So they yeah, that that made my list because and I mentioned not counting the EP cuz the EP yeah. was just a bunch of cover songs.
1: Yeah, EP was dumb. This was yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Top to bottom.
0: That's my that's on my list. For You're sure. Still, as, there's still as a it few you be. haven't mentioned yet.
1: Okay. Well, I've got a few more to go. Well, David <laughs> Lee Roth as it should be. Um another one on my list of a yes for sure. See You in Hell by Grim Reaper. They never topped it.
0: <laughs> you're probably right. I didn't even think about Grim Reaper. You don't have yeah. the
1: Grim... Oh, no, no, I can't believe it. Oh, man.
0: Although, Nick Bocott is a super nice guy. i met him He's a few Super nice ago. guy
1: and a hell of a guitar player. All right, how about S.O.D., Speak English or Die?
0: Nah. Uh, I mean, Billy Milano's entertaining, but I'm not a big fan.
1: Oh, God, I love that album. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. It's burned into my psyche from listening. Those riffs are just kicking in my head all the time. It's
0: okay, but... I don't know. I always viewed it kind of as a novelty thing.
1: Oh, but the guitars and the drums and the bass oh, are so got Ian's good. Ian's great on it. Yeah, they're amazing. I mean, even if it was just an instrumental album, I would love it. <laughs> um, I got Rob Zombie, Billy Deluxe on my list.
0: I didn't even think about Rob Zombie. Yeah,
1: I don't think Rob Zombie's ever been able to top that first solo album after leaving White Zombie. Yeah. Okay, I got four more on my list. All right rage against the machines first album i don't think they ever topped that
0: i didn't think about them but you're right like they they i don't think they ever bested that record no, that record is fucking so. amazing
1: uh we talked about slash earlier i think duff mckagan's first album believe in me is the best thing he's ever done outside of guns and roses
0: not on my list but i need to right. listen to more of his solo material
1: it's good, especially that first album is really pretty kick-ass. It's diverse. There's there's a rap song on it. It's weird, but it's badass. And sp- That's not
0: a good selling point, but okay.
1: No, no, trust me. It's the greatest <laughs> rap song you've ever heard. It jams. Okay. It jams. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Pearl Jam, 10.
0: That's on my list.
1: Yes. All right. My wife yeah. is
0: a um, big Pearl Jam fan, but I think it's more because she's got a crush on Eddie Vedder, but... I've told her I like I love Pearl Jam 10 and everything they've released since has not lived up to it.
1: Yeah, that first album, the whole thing is really good and everything else has got good spots on it, moments of really cool rock songs, but a lot of their stuff is really weird, you know. There hasn't been a complete album by them since.
0: Well, I've been uh I was playing with my buddies in a high school band at the time that record was out and we covered alive garden porch yeah and we tried to do black but it's kind of hard to do black but like we we were co- we covered like for three or four songs off that record right on yeah we love that that album was like the soundtrack to our summer
1: yeah i've got a similar experience with that album too it was just like you said a time and a place and being of the yeah. age where you're out driving around and doing stuff with your friends
0: yeah it takes you and when you hear those songs it takes you takes you right back to them
1: All right, and then I got one more on my definitely yes list, and that is the self-titled debut of Down.
0: I didn't even think about Down. Yeah,
1: that's an amazing album, that first one. Uh, Nola, or maybe his, I don't know if it's self, maybe it is called Nola. Is
0: Nola the first record?
1: Yeah, the one with Bury Me in Smoke and all that on it. thats I just listened to that not too long ago. It's a killer album.
0: I'll be honest. I've never listened to much of Down.
1: No. The first one is the best. I'm telling you that. The rest of it's all pretty good, but they never topped that first one. Okay. So that is my list. That's my breakdown of then the best first albums of all of them. Who did I miss?
0: Okay, so... It's a lot more modern stuff. Um, there's okay. a few, thing, few things from back in the day that you missed that I'll, I'll mention. So the ones that are kind of cheats. <laughs> um, there's uh, The first one is Quiet Riot Metal Health from 1983. Um, but it's kind of a cheat because QR1 and QR2 were released in Japan only when Randy was in the band. But Metal Health, I don't think they ever topped. I
1: mean... No, I, I guess I, not.
0: I like cert- I like stuff off condition critical. I like you know certain songs, but I don't think they ever bested that record. Okay. Michael Schenker Group self-titled from
1: 1980. Yeah, I didn't even think of that.
0: That's an amazing record. And um I actually shared the cover with my dentist recently because uh you know the cover is Michael sitting in a dentist chair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, uh, you're not this cool of a dentist, are you?
0: Well, I was just telling him because uh, he was just asking me about he had, I, he knows about the podcast. Yeah, and I was like, I do a hard rock and heavy metal podcast. He's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. He's like, so how's the podcast going? I'm like, let me show you something that kind of relates to your job. And um, the the story behind the album cover is Michael Schenker was like terrified of going to the dentist. Okay, and um, that's why they did the photo fo- the photo shoot for the first Michael Schenker album cover. Was um, him sitting in a dentist chair, and I said uh, he was terrified of going to the dentist. So they did the album cover this way, and he's like, "Oh, that's really cool. I'm going to show this to other people." Um, But I thought that was kind of cool. But uh, but no, that's one of my favorite records of all time.
1: Wow, that's pretty cool. I did not know that.
0: Any like you know, you've got assault attack, you've got the stuff with Marvin McCauley. There's there's a lot of great material there. But that first record with Gary Barden singing vocals, it's just fucking magic. Hmm. Okay. so that's one um, fast way self titled debut album.
1: I don't know. I still think the Trick or Treat soundtrack is the best. Nah,
0: the the first one's better.
1: I don't know. See, I thought about them, but yeah, that would have been in my no because better stuff later.
0: So I'm doing the older stuff first, and then the other. Um, I have two more that are kind of older. Um, Hardline Double Eclipse. Okay that made my list but it's kind of a cheat because they didn't really release anything else for like 10 more years. So they released like three more records but during their heyday they only really only released that one record so that's a bit of a cheat.
1: Yeah, but then again I guess it makes sense that you know you only release one album in your heyday, it's going to be hard to come back 10 years later and top it.
0: Yeah, but I mean like they had Neil Sean on board helping them out and that song Hot Cherie is like just an amazing song, mm. um, Dean Castronovo on drums. I got him the Journey gig, you know? yeah. Um, and then uh, Dangerous Toys, self titled from nineteen eighty nine. Yeah,
1: yeah, that is. I, yeah, I would agree with that. That's probably uh, their best one. I mean, I love the other ones are good.
0: I love Sporting a Woody and I love Hellacious Acres, but that first, that self titled record, man, like they had big MTV support from that. Yeah, and I remember uh, living in Georgia at the time and seeing teasing, pleasing, and scared, and those videos got a lot of airplay, and um, they were, like, very important to me at the time.
1: Yeah, I always liked Dangerous Toys.
0: My oldest pick that you haven't mentioned, which I'm kind of surprised, was Exodus Bonded by Blood from
1: 1985. Oh, yep, yep, I'll agree with that.
0: I don't think Exodus has ever topped that record.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: And they've done great stuff since then, but
1: right and but it's kind of like a lot of these other bands where their first album was killer all the way through. Yeah, after that you get moments of that, yeah. but you know the sound ends up changing, or members end up changing, and you know the magic ends up leaving somehow.
0: Well, and it's like if you if you're a fan of that '80s thrash era stuff, you know the Big Four and everything. If you haven't checked out Bonded by Blood by Exodus, then you've missed out because big th- time. Like, there's a lot of amazing material in that record. It's a great record.
1: I agree. Yeah, I miss that one.
0: So then the last two that I'm going to mention are more in the new metal category, but okay. um but I feel strongly about it. The first one is the Deftones Adrenaline album from 1995. This is their first record. Um I after the after 1995, I hate the Deftones. So Like White Pony and all this shit that they've done since, I can't stand. But if you listen to Deftones Adrenaline, it's got a ton of energy. It's more in the vein of corn and that, like, kind of, you know, really upbeat, really hardcore stuff. Okay. And then they've got, they just meander since then and they annoy me. But that Adrenaline record's amazing.
1: I guess maybe that's why I've never checked it out because the later stuff I heard I wasn't into. So I never thought, well, maybe their first album is better.
0: You should listen to that one record, but like they and they had one song on. They had a song called they had an album called Around the Fur that came out after this one.
1: I know that one
0: that had a song called My Own Summer that was a hit, and that song's okay, but um, the Adrenaline record is is way better than everything they released since, in my opinion. It's more Hmm. upbeat.
1: Okay. Um,
0: and then the last one I have on my list is Godsmack self-titled from nineteen ninety-one. Oh,
1: yeah, I was thinking about that and it didn't make my list, but I was definitely thinking about that. I think you're right on that.
0: They were I mean like they were kind of unique for that time. Yeah. You know, they kind of everything they've released since then sounds the same. But um stuff like Voodoo and whatever and Keep Away and stuff like that. That record um That record was very unique for its time, and I remember really getting into it at the time. So uh, a lot of you are probably not Godsmack fans, but that album's worth your time.
1: I think so, too. And that was the one that it was their debut. It broke them. You know, they were huge. I was working on radio at the time, so they're a little overplayed to me. But yeah. you know, you still got to respect it. Looking back, those guys are still around all these years later. But yeah, that first album I think is probably their most popular. And yeah. I don't know if it's their most popular actually. It maybe sold uh, more they, or not. But
0: the stuff after it sold better.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, that was the one that definitely put them on the map.
0: That first one, it you know, it, it kind of like highlighted how unique they were. Um, yeah. But you know shannon larkin plays drums who played in ugly good joe and wrath right. child america and you know they were they were uh an interesting band for that time obviously they've became very you know homogenized after the fact but um but in nine ninety eight they were very
1: unique very cool yeah i agree with that too
0: but that that's uh other other than those handful of small ones you actually picked off every other one from my list
1: okay good good <laughs> And like I said, anything we missed is probably in the know because they had better stuff later and we maybe yeah. just overlooked it. I don't know. So what are your top five?
0: Oh, geez. For my list, um, Alice and Chains' Facelift, that's for sure. Um, Pearl Jam 10, Metallica Kill'em All, so that's three. Um, Cinderella Night Songs, that's four. And then for five, mm, I'll say... A fast Way Self Titled 1983.
1: Okay, my top five is going to be Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, mm-hmm. um, David Lee Roth, Eat 'em and Smile, Pearl Jam 10, SOD, Speak English or Die. Wow, Ace Fraley. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a cheat. <laughs> this is first Soul album. That's where we could do an episode on Motown and Aaron would find a way to shoehorn Ace Fraley in there.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yes, indeed. So there you go. And there you have it. Those are our top five. And it's kind of funny because we were talking to uh, our dude, Mickey Finn, just the other night. And we were talking about the debut album of Jet Boy. And he was talking about, you know, eh, Jet Boy's first album didn't really turn out the way I wanted it to. In retrospect, I have done things differently. And he says, you know, it's really rare just to knock it out of the park on your first album. And when we go through this list here today, it shows that's a very true statement. You know, it, it really is rare for a band to come out and just knock it out of the park on the very first try. It doesn't happen very often. And I guess when it does, it's special. So... Very cool, man. It's neat to see it broke down like this, and it was fun to go through this list and put this together.
0: Yeah, I had a good time doing it, and um, yeah, we didn't fight too much, so I think it's <laughs> it's all good for an episode.
1: We can even uh, revisit this and do best second albums too because there's a lot of bands on the maybe list and on the no list that yeah. if this would have been you know, what's the best second albums a band ever came out with, a lot of those would have made it onto this list
0: yeah so um you know in the comment section on the uh, facebook page or wherever um say what you think are the best you know debut albums and tell us what we got wrong what you got right and uh and you know we'll uh we'll share
1: it i like that it's always good to see people talking having the conversation on the facebook page i like that a lot so if you want to do that give us a like on facebook get in on the conversation let us know what you think is the greatest debut album of all time. Checks out on the Decibel Geek community. It's a group on Facebook. Same thing. You can get on there. All kinds of cool people posting all kinds of awesome stuff all the time. You're going to like that. You want a Decibel Geek t shirt? Checks out over at clicktease.com. That's clicktease with a K. And they've got your Decibel Geek gear over there and all kinds of other cool stuff. You're going to love that website. You're going to order a bunch of shirts. Try to make sure one of them is ours. We'd appreciate that a lot. If you love us, leave us a review. Apple Pod Podchaser, Facebook recommendations. We like those, too. And, yeah. of course, check out all our friends over at Pantheon Podcast. bunch of great rock shows over there. Uh, yeah, just look up Pantheon Podcasts and check it out. BJ Kahuna's is in there. A bunch of our friends. So, yeah, lots of cool stuff going on around here. Episode 440, man. We're creeping up on 500. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, and of course, rockandpod.com. Yeah, get yourself a hotel room. Join us August 6th through the 8th right here in Music City, USA. You're going to go to that website. You're going to find out the location, the address, the hotel, all the awesome people that are going to be there. Podcasts are signing up now, so we're getting a bunch of our friends are coming, a bunch of your friends are coming, so come hang out and be friends with all of us together. That's August 6th through the 8th. Right here in Nashville, Tennessee, Rock and Pod. Come party with us this summer. It's gonna be great. It's
0: gonna be a lot of fun. So uh we ready to wrap this up?
1: Yep, let's get on out of here.